Welcome to or welcome back to the Made For More podcast with yours truly, McKenna Romaniano. And this podcast was designed to help you elevate your life, faith, fitness, and nutrition so that you leave with more than you came with. You are made for more and that's exactly what this podcast was created to show you. So let's level up together and jump into this episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. And today we have Gabby Villermo. She is the CEO of Define, working with women one-on-one to help heal their relationship with food, their body, and so they can start living a healthier lifestyle. Welcome to the podcast, Gabby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat, to catch, uh, honestly, just catch up with you, chat, um, share all the things that I can to hopefully help someone. Like that's my goal in life is like, hey, share my story, share all the things that I've been through, the highs, the lows, in hopes that like someone can see themselves reflected in me. I think we're all so much more common than we give ourselves credit for and hope to help you, help you break free from something. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's how we connected too. It's like, we have a very similar kind of-ish story coming from a background of like yeah. eating and then more so like self-love and body positivity and just focusing on strength and loving ourselves. And so I love to kind of hear kind of where you came from because it's, I feel like a really, not to say common, but that's kind of a lot of people get into the fitness space going the route that you did. And then we've kind of, both of us have transformed and found our own passion and path in something else. So kind of just tell us where you kind of came from and the catalyst of all of this. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, that's a, that's a really great question. <laughs> I mean, I could go all the way back at this point, just like, as I've been going through my own personal development journey and taking things to the next level, it's almost like you even blast even further to the past to really like heal things that you didn't even know happened or, or conditioned you to fall down certain rabbit holes. Um, but I really would say like my, the beginning of like my development journey was definitely as an athlete, like, that is really what conditioned me in the first place. I was like an elite athlete. I was a soccer player my entire life, um, all through high school. And even in, in a little bit in college, I was a soccer player as well. And I really thought I was going to be playing in college. That was my identity. It was like the soccer player, the girl, the athlete, the this or that. And um, once I got to college, I lost that identity because I wasn't actually playing D1. I wasn't playing varsity. All of my teammates were. So like, it almost was like a, a failure a little bit. That was like my first failure, quote unquote, of, of life was like not meeting that expectation I had set and also the expectation that like everyone else had for me. And so not meeting up to that identity was definitely a, an identity crisis a little bit for me. Um, when I went to college is when I developed my eating disorder, which I know is something that like we share in common a lot. Um, I think as I've been doing a lot of like backwards reflection towards that and like where that was coming from. Yes. 100% coming from toxicity of diet culture and going to college, but it also was stemming a lot from, you know, losing that identity of an athlete of being an elite athlete, needing to be the best or succeed in something in order to fulfill that identity that I had for myself of, Hey, I need to be successful at something. I need to be the most, not just successful. I need to be the most successful at something, which is why that eating disorder developed and was taken to that extreme. Um, but I also, and this is something I haven't really shared a lot about in my content or my story because it's honestly not even something that I realized was so triggering to me at the time, but in high school, I was in a very, very toxic relationship and it was very innocently toxic. Like it was just one of those typical high school relationships. And, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that has conditioned a lot of my how I show up in future relationships or like what my expectations are in future relationships. And for me, um, I was attaching my identity to him. I was living in his shadow and he was 
older than me. He went to college before me, all of the things. And so I thought I had to become this person for him or like to keep him around. And eventually, um, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, the dynamics were very like, he was alpha. I was attaching my identity to him, but like my personality was like, not okay with not like having, some type of control in the relationship and because I didn't have control in relationship I turned to my body I turned to like hey well I'm gonna you know completely change my body I'm gonna look the hottest I'm gonna you know be the leanest and the most toned and eventually that um I guess like dynamic shift in the relationship where I became alpha and he became really insecure and inferior in the relationship because I had done all this work to change myself now I wasn't really changing myself because I was really just losing body fat in an unhealthy way just taking and myself it, to extremes, I love you said but... control because that's the biggest thing is like you were controlling it and you thought you were in control but that's probably the time in your life when you were the most out of control but you were trying to right. control right and and the the affirmation that I almost got from then getting control in that relationship as well like taking back control feeling more powerful in that relationship by changing my body only like continue to feed that control that I was desiring because it was like oh the the hotter that I look the more powerful I feel in this relationship the more confident I feel in this relationship and so that's when it just like it all kept piling on and so I just say that that like time of my life really transitioning into college was a, a, a shit storm of like losing my identity getting out of, cause I broke up with him, uh, right when I went to college. Um, and so it was like this whole, like life was just thrown at me and yeah. Um, that's when I struggled, developed my eating disorder it was my very first semester of college. Um, and I'm really grateful that I uh, didn't struggle with my eating disorder for as long as a lot of people do. Um, I was able to get a lot of like support from friends and family during that time who really just like unapologetically called me out and were like, this isn't you. Like, what are you doing? This isn't you. And I like was able to look at myself in the mirror and be like, this isn't you. Like this, is what are you doing? And I think really at the end of the day, it was all because it was coming from a place of me just trying to be the best version of myself that was taken way too far. And I like realized that. I realized that. And so I was able to like reel things back in, get support, get help. Um, I did try the nutritionist like therapy route that didn't necessarily go as well for me or uh, yeah, it didn't really work for me, honestly. Same. Literally so we have I, the same story. It's hilarious. I'm like listening to you like say my life story right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I found my health coach. She changed my life. I worked with her for about like two and a half years. Um, you know, did the whole macros, macro tracking. That's what helps me like restore, weight restore. But I mean, it definitely was like a pseudo recovery, but I think it was the first step that I needed. And like, I have recently like, like dug deeper into that because I've, I've lived with a lot of guilt around not recovering in the conventional way that like, maybe I still hold on to certain limitations around my relationship with food and my body because I did take the macro tracking mm-hmm. bodybuilding route to things that yeah. was obviously still unhealthy and disordered and so I've had still had a lot of guilt around dude you haven't really even broken free yet like you really have just like taken this like pseudo recovery route non-conventional recovery route now great I think those are the steps that I needed yep a lot of people need different things um but yeah that's something that I like 
held on to for a long time. And so for two and a half years, I worked with her and then I transitioned to another coach. This is when I really like dove into the competitive bodybuilding side of things. Um, and then also after I worked with her and started working with my second coach is when I started my business in the beginning of 2020. Um, and I started helping other women macro tracking relationship with food and body. And that really took off in 2022 and 2021. Um, like it like forced me to be like, you got to walk the walk that you're talking. And so, you know, um, it was really like amazing. Um, I competed in the beginning of 2021 and had another identity crisis after that 100% because, you know, once I hired my first coach, honestly, even before I hired my first coach, I was knee deep in an eating disorder, wanting to compete in a bikini competition. Like yeah. that was my goal. Like I wanted that validation. Honestly, really common is like this pseudo recovery route of people coming from an eating disorder background. And I think like what you mentioned is perfectly said because it is pseudo recovery and it's accepted by society. Eating disorders are not accepted by society, but competition is. And I'm not saying everybody who competes is has a negative relationship with food or has an eating disorder, but it's a very common route I see people go down because I was in conventional treatment centers for like six years of my life. Like I completely yeah. resonate with that. And I did not, like, it just didn't click for me for some reason, whatever. Like I, it wasn't the way that I wanted to recover. So like, I didn't do it, but like, that just goes to show that you can recover however you want. It might not be conventional, but covering it up in the way that, I mean, I wanted to compete in bikini competition for a while too. Like that's what I thought would make me the happiest. And the control piece again was huge for me. And so competing would be a way to kind of rein back in that control, but that sometimes depending on the person again, and where they are in their recovery, like if I were to compete now, I think I could be okay. But if I were to compete when I wanted to, like that would have just messed me up even further. And it is pseudo recovery because it's accepted by society. I think that's the biggest thing is it's a conventional way to an eating disorder. That's okayed and praised by society. Yeah. 100%. I can literally remember so clearly I was going for a walk during COVID because that was the thing like 2020 happened and I was planning to compete in in 2020. That was like my plan. Whenever I hired my coach in 2019, he was going to, you know, prep me in 2020 and thank god that didn't happen because I was totally not ready for a bikini competition physically or mentally in 2020 so like COVID was one of the best things that happened to me like for me my relationship with myself my relationship with my body my business like everything it was honestly a really good blessing for me but then obviously I competed in in 2021 but Besides the point, <laughs> tangent. I was going for a walk during COVID. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was listening to a pod. I was listening to a podcast. Um, Paul Paul Rivera. Yes. Rivera, yes. 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 He's a really, really famous, like, uh, or high, well-known co- uh, competition coach, and he was talking about how he thrives in, and I think people do. People thrive in the competitive, like, bodybuilding oh, yeah. space because. And, and they love being in prep because prep all gives them that excuse that they always want to use in like social settings to be more controlled or to be more disciplined or to not go out or to not do these things or to stay on track. And I was like, that's me. Like, I'm the girl who brings my meal prep everywhere. And like, I want to compete so badly. I want to be in prep so badly because I want to do that. Like, I want that excuse because I felt insecure about what like the habits that I had I felt insecure about the control that I needed with my food because it was still so disordered and I wanted that band-aid I wanted that label of being in prep to give me validation 
that it was okay or to give me a reason to yeah to tell me it was okay and so yeah I could totally resonate to that but then when prep came around for me I had grown so much in 2020 like my relationship with food my body had grown so much in 2020 that when bikini prep came around I was like whoa I don't like this like this is like flashback to the past like I can remember I was maybe like I think week one I had gone on a trip with my boyfriend the first week of prep and that weekend I like obviously my macros are so high I still honestly had intuitive days during my beginning the beginning of my prep like Nick was my my prep coach was so understanding like he he was he's just amazing yeah but I still had intuitive days the, then those intuitive days were no longer enjoyable for me because the whole time I was thinking about I'm on prep. Am I really allowed to, should I be doing this? I'm really like, like, am I going to regret this in 12 weeks when I step up on stage? And like, I this don't one meal is going to like throw me completely off track 12 weeks from now. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. It was like all these, these disordered thoughts just coming back. And I can remember I was like three weeks in and I was like, dude, fuck this. Like, this is not what I want. This is taking away from all other areas of my life. I've grown so much and I've put in the work and I've, I've done this. And like, this is my ego taking all of that back from me because I want the validation of stepping up on stage and tell proving to everyone who I told for two years that I was going to compete. It was like fulfilling that, that, I, I had told people this, so I had to do it. And like, even though I didn't really want to continue to do it. And then, so, but then I, I was like, I'm going to follow through with this because that's the person I am. I'm going to say that I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to follow through. It. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> and then like, that's great. And I've had people ask me like, why did you keep going through with it? And like, the more that I reflect, the more I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I really don't. Like, I don't know why I wear that as a badge of honor as like someone who's able to, do something that they don't genuinely want to do. Like, I remember my dad, I remember my dad saying that to me to that to me one time. And that's honestly, after prep, I was so preached for that by Nick, by everyone. Like, it's amazing that you, you know, you know, you knew six weeks in that this wasn't for you and you still followed through with it and you still did it. And like, that's so awesome. That's so disciplined. And that's so, and like, yeah, I guess that's cool. But like, what did it, it didn't fulfill me. Like, I'm not proud of myself for that. Like, yeah, it was cool for me to step on stage in th- that. But, like, honestly, the, the second I stepped off stage, I was like, that was the worst 12 weeks of my life. Like, that, no, that's an exaggeration. But, like, yeah, <laughs> what you have know, been through before? <laughs> yeah, what did I do? Like, yeah. why did I do that? Like, that really was not all that it's talked up to be. And so I am proud of myself because, like, I would like, be- I didn't win the overall uh, uh, at my show. And, like, second that I didn't win I was like okay maybe I could do another three weeks to get to another show and like actually win the next one like um but yeah so I'm proud of myself for not continuing on but I guess my story after that is like again another identity crisis of like hey my whole life has been revolved for like you know four years three to four years it's been revolved around tracking my macros you know, pseudo recovery identified as the girl with an eating disorder, you know, or as the competitor, the girl who tracks her macros, a girl who's super self-disciplined. And like, after competing, I was like, this is not for me. Like, this is not fulfilling me. Um, and I, it was definitely something that I did not expect, you know, I I love the discipline piece of it because like we are disciplined and everybody's disciplined in a different way, but we can definitely take that to the extreme and be disciplined in something that's not serving us. And 
sure, mm-hmm. it's nice to get to that next milestone, like revenue goal for business, uh, body composition goal, like get stepping on stage. If you get that job promotion, like we can hit these milestones, but if that's not the end goal and our purpose in life, like what are we actually striving for? Because sure, you're going to check off that box, but then you're going to be unfulfilled and you're going to check off the next box and then unfulfilled on the next box. If we're not chasing like a purpose and a vision and a mission on this earth. And I think that's something that you've definitely pivoted in the last like year to be able to figure out like, okay, great. I can coach these women to lose body fat, but that's not serving me to the point where I am happy and excited to get up every day. And that's why I'm on this earth. Like you knew there was something greater. And so you've pivoted again in the best way possible to like a different realm of coaching. So how did you get from that point to like the jumping off point of, okay, I'm ready to transition. I'm ready to change because you have, you had and have a super successful coaching business. And it probably wasn't easy to kind of give that up in a sense to be able to pivot one more time. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a really good question. And honestly, something like I'm still like working, working towards and working around, you know, I think after my bikini competition, I struggled with the question of like, who am I without that identity? And I struggled with that for a while. And that's when I hired my very first personal development mentor and kind of like dug into that space and had to like really recognize and realize like there's, there's a next level. Like there's a, there's a, it has to be other pieces to me. Like who even the heck am I? And that forced me to go inwards and learn different things like Enneagram, my personality type, why I am the way I am. And like cultivate a lot of like compassion and, and around that for myself and evaluate the relationships I had in my life. And really just at the end of the day, be okay with being different than everyone else. Like I never felt understood. And that's why I always desired external validation is I never felt understood by others, which really just because I didn't understand myself. Oh, I so love by that. Digging... <laughs> yeah. And that's something that like, you know, I'm continuing to work on. And I think we kind of always are is like continuing to find like your own voice, your own expression of yourself, like really non-judgmentally. And so that journey inwards, it was like really hard. It's been really hard. Um, and you know, life has thrown a lot at me throughout that journey. So I started that journey, um, August or August or September of 2021. Um, at the end, um, with a personal development mentor, I worked with him for a while. I worked with him for six months and I moved across the country during that time with my boyfriend at the time. Um, and then I lost my dad and that was like, my life literally just like, that was my rock bottom. That was my absolute rock bottom. And I would, that has like really shaped me into needing to pursue this pivot because, I was like, like once that happened, I was like, what is the point in all of this? Like, what is the, like, I literally felt so hopeless and like, so like felt like life was like so pointless. I was like ready to give up. I, you know, the only thing pulling me through was my business. That was like the only thing that like got me out of bed every single day, got me waking up. It was like supporting my team at the time and supporting my community, like my community, my clients. And I was so grateful to have them, but it was definitely really hard, definitely really hard. And I could continue to feel the tension of me showing up. And obviously throughout also after my competing journey, like me learning other approaches towards taking care of my body more intuitively, like I did start to incorporate other pillars of my business that were more mindset focused, that were more intuitive eating, you know, not macro tracking. And 
so yeah, losing my dad was definitely like my rock bottom that has kickstarted this next pivot for me. Um, you know, when I hired that personal development coach at the end of 2021, I was dabbling in adding personal development to my current offer. And I just didn't have, you know, necessarily a lot of clarity on that. And I hadn't been through the journey myself enough. And so it was almost like the universe was like needed to test me again. Yep. <laughs> you just test me again and be like, okay, like you're still doing everything. So surface level gap, like everything is so surface level, even my healing with that personal development coach. So surface level, like trying to figure out myself to be this business owner or to have a successful business or to make this X amount of money. Like it was again, still to achieve these external accolades for myself. And so the universe was still like, nope, you're not, this isn't this, you're not making the moves that you need to make. I'll also say, and I haven't talked about this. So this is like, I haven't talked about this. And I think it's also just because I don't necessarily, I'm still healing it. Um, So I don't necessarily want to speak on it before I have true clarity, but I was in a relationship at the time, pretty serious relationship at the time. I, we started, we were, had been dating for like a year and a half and I I knew for a long time that I was settling in that relationship for the, I don't want to say for the external validation, but like, hey, that relationship was easy. That relationship makes sense. Um, I was 24 and should be in a relationship, should be getting engaged, should be moving on to the next chapter. And he was easy. Like that was easy. And even though that wasn't necessarily what I saw as like the best fit for me or necessarily what I wanted, I wasn't willing and I wasn't strong enough. And I wasn't able to stand up for myself, communicate what, what my needs were. And I think again, because I didn't understand myself, I didn't really understand what my needs were. And so I was just settling for running the rat race of life. And so losing my dad was like, stop, this isn't a race. Like you don't even know what's guaranteed. Like stop racing. Like none, none of this is guaranteed and, uh, kind of, you know, gave me the opportunity to pivot every area of my life besides just my business. No, I think we met around Um, then too. I remember meeting you in person and we were itty bitty, like babies at that point. I feel like we've both grown so much, but like at that point, like just seeing you then and now, like there is a difference like you glow differently I know I told you that earlier but like you, you glow differently and like thank you just the things you talk about and how you show up and just who you are as a person I feel like there's so much more depth to it that you've been able to dig into and figure out who that person is yeah and and I, that's why I was really excited to have this conversation with you a little bit too is because you do bring such like a spiritual side to your um, transformation in your own business and in your own journey. And like, that's the piece I was missing is like, I, I was a neuroscience major. I love mental health, like mindset, mental health things. I studied that throughout college. I've, you know, incorporated that in my business, obviously recovering from my eating disorder, huge mental health, you know, challenge that I faced in my life. My dad losing my dad was that spiritual piece that like, I needed to be awakened towards of like, like Oh my gosh. My purpose. Like, like, I what am it. I doing here? Like, is this just another right. day to live? And then what's going to happen that next day when I don't, might, might not wake up the next day? Like, right. what am I doing this for? I think that I love that because that's the legacy that I'm looking to leave is not just mm-hmm. my physical body because a oh, great, like we can compete, we can get shredded, whatever you want to do. But like, what does that mean at the end of the day? If 
people don't remember what you did for them. Like no one's gonna remember what you look like. People are gonna remember how you made them feel. Like if you have to, I saw this somewhere the other day, it was like, think of somebody that makes you really happy. And then if you think of that person, you're not thinking of their body. You're thinking of what yeah. they've done to you or for you or with you to make you that happy person and bring joy to your life. Like, it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter how much they weigh, but that's the things that we take too much consideration in, in our own lives is I look this way. I need to go into a cut. I need to like, of course, those things are great and time and whatever, but like, if you want to go for it, if that's gonna make you feel better. But at the same time, like if we're chasing that and trying to hide our own feelings and bury what's actually we're doing this for, like our purpose at the end of the day, that's where mixed messages can kind of come in and we're chasing the wrong thing. It's like a carrot yes. in front of our faces. Like that's what society wants us to chase. But in reality, like the vision is so much more than like two feet in front of you. Yes. 100%. The purpose, like the bigger, like honestly in, in like, if we're just looking at like in the present, like the bigger transformation is in your vibes, in your energy, in your, in like the, who you are and your confidence in that and how you express that. Uh, that's what's going to make an impact on others. That's what's going to be everlasting and timeless for you. And, you know, that is something that my dad, like literally I, I can remember like sitting on the couch on the bed with my dad when I was like lowest low of my eating disorder, like contemplating going into a treatment center. And he like sat me down and had this conversation with me of like, Hey, like, obviously your mom and I, cause my, my mom and my dad did, did not want to send me into a treatment center. Um, you know, I wanted to stay in school. I wanted to to do all that. And he like sat me down. He was like, I know mom is like petrified of sending you away. Um, and obviously I don't want you to go away either, but if that's genuinely what you feel like you need, and he was having that conversation, if that's genuinely what you feel like you need, like we're trying, you are trying. I know that you are, but it's not working. And so like, if that's genuinely what you feel like you need, I will support you in that. And him having this conversation of like, I don't want to say about his relationship with food because my dad did not have a, like <laughs> anything. My dad was like the best thing ever, but like he he was like, Gab, obviously you see me. I don't expect you to eat like me, okay? I don't expect you to just like be sitting down and eating a whole bag of goldfish a day and like, <laughs> you know, a whole sleeve of Oreos each night like watching football. Like I don't expect you to do that. It's like, but I know for me, like doing that makes me the best version of myself like if I restrict myself of the foods that I love and the things like I'm not going to show up as my best self and what my goal every single day is to show up as the best version of me and that like that conversation has like clicked for me and my eating disorder was like a super huge catalyst to a big change for me and that's how my dad lived like my dad was like like his vibes his energy I love vibes so I love it the vibes are just yeah it's a great word to describe things as because I can feel people's vibes and the word vibes is just, I love it. It's so accurate. When you're saying this, like I can feel, I can feel it. Yeah. His vibes are so contagious. He, they literally like impacted so many people. Like he literally, he made such a huge impact and has left such a huge legacy, not just on our family, but like we have people all the time telling us like how this changed in their life and this change. And they, they committed to changing this and this and this because they, my dad was such a good person and, you know, losing him really inspired them. I flicked that switch for them to like make this change. And I was like, that's what I want. That's who I want to be. I want to impact people so strongly 
through my vibes, through my energy, through just like being my genuine self, like through being the best version of myself every single day and showing up in my relationships as that, that like, there is something, there is a legacy that I leave behind for other people. And so that has really just been like the, one of the biggest catalysts to, you know, my shift and, and my transformation and yeah, I hope that that kind of answers the question. Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And that's the point when you realize that, okay, your recovery was happening. You did that at that point. Maybe it wasn't completely there, but you you checked the box, right? You got recovered. Yeah. But why? Like we can only get recovered for so long, like I guess leaning into the vices of this world. Like we can only do that for so long. And I think, like you said, like my story too, like I was at rock bottom multiple times, at deathbed, hospital, the whole nine yards. And I had no reason to keep fighting. Like I was a high school student. I like didn't really have huge plans for the rest of my life. D1 athlete was the reason why for me too. Like that's kind of why I spiraled, but that's kind of where I was. It was like, you hit that same spot. Like what's next? Like, why, do, why am I doing this? And for me, it was like, I have a purpose. Like that's why this podcast genuinely is called Made for More because that is like why I think I'm doing what I'm doing. And even though like this might not reach tons of people, but if it, like you said earlier, if it can touch one person and make a better shift in their life or give them a new perspective, like that's why I'm doing this because I've learned so many lessons. And if I can pass one of those onto somebody else and help them on their journey, like that's all I can really ask for. And I think we all are made for more. And that second that it started clicking for me was hard because you realize that everything that you've been doing up until that point, like wasn't really putting you on the trajectory. Of course, I'm not like regretting anything, but it wasn't putting me on that trajectory and that path to be the person that I wanted to be eventually in the future. But like the second that that started to shift uncomfortably, horribly uncomfortably, because it's a whole new person and a side that I didn't know who I was. I was like getting to know this girl, like getting to know like your new friend or like a boyfriend or something. Like I didn't know who I was at that point. And I had to like meet up with myself, take myself on dates, which I still love doing and just like talk with myself, sit in silence. I think that's why COVID too was so great for me as well, because there was so much downtime and so much silence and you just have to sit with yourself and it sucks. Like being in the grit of it and such like a sticky situation. I'm just sitting with all the things that you've been dealing with over the years and years and years and things like you said, you don't even remember when you're like five, probably some thing had an impact on you that you're now just figuring out what kind of that meant for you. So like now being more authentic, you said, obviously we're all still growing. How do you know, or do you know when we're stop when we're stuck going to stop growing or how do you feel like you're going to continually evolve because it, we're constantly like revolutionizing ourselves and stepping into new relationships, stepping out of old ones. Like, how do you continually do that when it's such a scary thing to kind of step into the unknown? Yeah, I think that that's an amazing question. And um, something that I have like toyed with a little bit here recently, um, you know, going through my own e-healing journey, <laughs> you know, like I said to you in the past, like four months specifically, it's been a roller coaster of just like shedding a lot of layers, dropping a lot of weight. And my obsessive and addictive personality was like, what more can I shed? What more life? Like, what else is <laughs> wrong with me? Want more. <laughs> what else is wrong with me that I can heal and I can like recover from and I can break free from? Because I want to so, be the like, best. I want to be the best at healing. I want to be the most free and the most expressed <laughs> and the most healed and the most authentic and like all of this. And so I like got in this rabbit hole where I was almost never feeling better healed because I was always trying to find 
like my problems and my issues that I would like get in this like rabbit hole circle. And so, um, a lot of what I've realized is you just kind of need to wait, like life will mirror back to you what you need to learn. And so the more conscious that you can be just in your everyday life, the more aware that you will see life mirroring back to you where you need healed, like where you are still unconscious and being controlled by your own conditioning. And so really just like kind of surrendering to that uh, for me, I think has been helpful in the moment. I think like, you know, yeah, we are always healing and we are ever changing. Um, And, you know, I think authenticity really just comes down to uh, the soul piece of things like that soul and that self side of it. Like once you're able to really integrate the trilogy of taking care of your body, taking care of your mind and really reconnecting with your soul, like that's when you find your authentic self. That's when you kind of weed through all the conditioning. Um, and I think that there's always conditioning to weed through. There's always traumas to be healed and the, the universe will mirror that back to you. Um, don't get caught up in like the rat race of trying to dig deeper and to like find that for yourself. And I love that you brought up relationships because I think that's one of the biggest, best mirrors. Um, they are, they will trigger you in all, every way, shape, wow, or form. Wow, that just hit possible. something for me. Wow, I, yeah. And- that's where that's my next layer. That's my next step. Because I, like I said, last four to five months, I've been doing a lot of healing, a lot of isolated healing and a lot of isolated healing. And I, that part of that is, is ego driven. Part of that is like, I don't want people to see me going through what I'm going through right now. I don't want to see people. I don't want to let people see me like working through my shadows or like bringing those up. I also feel like, again, like the, my need to be understood I'm like, other people aren't going to understand my shadows. And something that I struggled with a lot is like, are my shadows really bad enough? Like the traumas that I've been through or the things that I've been healing. And I used to, I, I knew that like I went through this, but I didn't think that they conditioned me in any way. I didn't think that they were bad enough to condition me in any way or to like instill these negative belief systems in my head. And then once I actually brought myself back to them, I was like, like I've been living protecting like in protection mode or in fight or flight mode because of this for so long and it's because I didn't think that they were enough I didn't think that like my struggles were bad enough um and so yeah a lot of my healing has been very isolated and I think the next step for me is like really letting people back into my life really reconnecting with other people now that I you know, have found the soul, have been feeling more authentic, you know, a lot more compassion for myself and understand myself again without the need to be understood by others. And during throughout this journey and process. And with that, I'm just able to like unapologetically go into those relationships a lot more conscious and able to, to, you know, see where they are reflecting back. Like, I know that they're going to trigger me. They're going to reflect back some shadows and um, maybe some things and pieces of myself that I'm not proud of or need healing or support or love or compassion. And that is definitely the next step for me. And I also think on top of that before, because <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on this a little bit. I don't know how much, how many people here are listening to this are going to be business owners, but really just being an an entrepreneur, a business owner, it throws you into the fire, throws you into the fire, personal development 
and wounds oh, yeah. and especially shadows. Putting, your, putting yourself on social media just in general yeah like I feel like I've become so much more self-aware and so much more and positive or negative like so much more self-aware of like the person that I'm projecting into this world and is that really synonymous with who I am as a person and I feel like I've been able to close that gap of who I was showing up as when I first started my account versus like who I am now and I would love to meet people in person and I've met a couple people and they're like you're exactly who you are on social media I'm like that means so much to me that I've been able to bring how I wanted to show up and who I actually am and close that gap because that's the biggest thing is like relationships if you're showing up as somebody you are not it's gonna eventually crumble because you're not being authentically yourself. And I've lost a lot of relationships in the last couple of years by being able to be transformed and kind of finding my own footing and finding my own path. And it's terrifying. And friendship Mm -hmm. breakups suck. They're the worst because you have these people by your side and you feel like you can trust them with anything. I'm sure like I've never been in like, I never had a boyfriend or like been in that kind of relationship before. So I can't speak on that side of things, but friendship breakups for me, especially, especially with just being so close to people for years and years and years and then just drifting apart for there's no like huge reason. Usually it's just kind of you guys grow apart. And it's sad to think about the memories that you've had before and that, you know, you're not going to have those exact same memories with the same people again, but again, that's growth and finding new relationships and people who can bring you up and make you the best version of yourself too. Because I was talking to somebody else the other day about this and like, there's only so much we can do self-reflecting, which is, I think that you're doing that right now. Like I did that a lot during COVID too, because we were so isolated and there's only so much you can do with yourself until you have to bring other people into the picture. So they can kind of see the things that you're not seeing. Like the reason why I hire a coach, like for a fitness coach, the reason why we have mentors is like, these people can see things that you're not necessarily seeing in yourself and they can bring out these pieces of you or help you work through these things that you're kind of putting off, or maybe you don't think it's a big deal, but Like, for example, when I started telling my story more, like, I never thought I would ever speak on anything that ever happened to me. And tomorrow I'm doing a TED talk. Like, I never thought any of this would ever be possible for me to be able to speak on these things. But the more that I've been able to be with people in these relationships that have pushed me and have accepted me as who I am and gave me validation that my story is not something that I should hide. Like, it's valuable to other people and it should be shared. And I'm doing them a disservice not to share it. They make me feel comfortable in my own skin. That's something that I could never do for myself because I needed the validation of other people, which could again, be positive or negative, but having them back me and have that support system of people who are like, no, you got this. Like you should tell that story. Cause I've told it so many times. It doesn't have any weight to me. Whereas if I tell somebody my story for the first time, like it usually hits them on like a deeper level. And for me, it's like, oh, I'm just like ordering at McDonald's. Like it means nothing to me. Just like spewing out my story. Like this is what happened to me. And they're like that you like you went through that, like that you did that. I was like, yeah, I did. Like it just doesn't have as much weight to me. So I think bringing people into my life that can relate to, no, you're doing a great job. Like keep on sharing and building each other up because that's kind of what I feel like I've been missing recently too, is those relationships that really build me up. And it's so hard because I feel like people with our mindset are few and fewer and farther in between, um, especially as like we get a little bit older and then the corporate jobs and all of our friends are having nine to fives. And I have some great friends who will be getting those jobs and they have this mindset of like growth, but it's hard for me to find people like you in this world that we live in that share this growth mindset of sorts. Yeah. That's funny that you say that. Cause I was actually just talking to my client about this yesterday. Um, we were talking about relationships and more so like romantic partner relationship and like what you kind of look for there, but same applies with like friendships or just like the circle that you hang out with is like, 
at one point in, you know you have in your notes section of your phone like your what you want in your romantic partner like this 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 and this and recently I've been like that that has changed to like what I look for in in a partner versus like hey these are the things about me that are non-negotiables that you need to hold space for and like finding those people who will hold that space for you that are non-negotiables for how you show up and how you want to show up um, and that authentic version of yourself. Like this person needs to be okay with this, 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 and this and needs to hold space for all of it and needs to honestly compliment to my growth in all of these different areas. Um, and push like, me forward. Think, and push me through. Yeah. And also just someone who is, we talked about vibes, but just someone yeah. who matches your energy. Like if you are the energy of a conscious person, it is different than an energy of an unconscious person who is just controlled by social media, by external validation, by society, and like finding those people who are more on the conscious side of things and who are wanting to have these intellectual, deeper conversations. Like that's always something that I freaking loved but I was so for lack of a better word like insecure about like that's a piece of me that I always felt was misunderstood because it's something I I wouldn't accept about myself I was I'm not the girl who wants to go to the bar and like shake ass and like do all that like I want to go to the bar sit with you and like have a deep philosophical conversation that's like we need to go out know, maybe a little bit maybe a little bit tipsy, like give me a glass of wine, give me a little tipsy and then we'll go even deeper. Like that's my jam. I and, love like, that so okay. much. That's okay. But that's just like not something I would ever accept about myself. Cause it's not and... societally acceptable. Right. Like people just don't do that, especially at our age. Like people do not go to the bar and sit down and have a conversation at a table for hours. Whereas that's something that I would rather do instead of having people just like, again, like you said, like shake your ass. Like that's not, that's not my vibe. <laughs> I don't necessarily like, if it's your vibe, go, good for you. Like you do your thing. Yeah. Like that's not, not my vibe. That I could, not to say that I can never do a good like <laughs> sh- shake ass and like get down with the get down and party. But like, that's just not necessarily my vibe. So yeah. Right. And it's hard you finding know? people that fit that when it does feel so societally incorrect because even for me like I've been more vocal about like I don't drink that much at all and at my age that's a very random thing like people usually like what are you doing Friday night oh I'm going to McDonald's to get a diet coke like that's my Friday night now like I don't necessarily love going out to bars and things like that but I felt so self-conscious and I still do honestly in social situations where there is alcohol involved and I'm not drinking like I don't feel comfortable I feel more insecure in myself but it's finding people who will support me regardless if they drink if they don't like that's a one example but finding people who will support you in your decisions and choices and not shame you for them and not make you feel even more insecure about those decisions and those choices. But if they don't have the same choices as you, that's fine. As long as they support you through those things and make you feel seen and heard and hold that space for you. That's so huge. And finding people again, like that resonate because I'm going to come visit you or you're going to come visit me one time. We're going to have the best time because I feel like we would connect on such a deep level with these things that we're looking for out of life, not just out of a Friday night, but like out of life. Yeah, exactly. And I think I totally resonate. Like I am not a drinker. I would prefer to do all of this. So deep conversation sober, like I would honestly rather that. Um, But yeah, something I always used to really struggle with. And because of that, I would either I would just isolate. I, I two things fight or flight I would isolate yep. myself or I would get defensive uh, about myself because I wasn't accepting of an understanding 
of, Hey, like, this is me. And like, take it or leave it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't accepting that. I wasn't loving that fully. And so like, how could I expect other people to accept that or love that either? I would isolate myself from them and who the heck wants to be with someone who's isolated and who's like that quiet girl, like insecure in the corner. And who wants to be friends with someone who's being defensive about who she is and like using violent language in that, like, or violent communication, even, you know, it's not really truly violent, but it's defensive. And like, who wants to be involved with that? So then I would feel judged or by all these other people, but I was really just judging myself. And so like, when I was able to stop judging myself for just that choice and just, you know, make it a true choice for me and like, that be okay. That's when like a lot of, you know, those layers start to be shed and like, you know, I used to, and I I also wanted to say that, you know, getting down with the get down, I can, and like partying, like I said, I could totally get down with the get down. I could be a good time. But again, I'm usually a good time when I am in a safe space where I feel safe. Yes. And where that space is being held for me. Yes. And so I think there's a difference between, between, you know, the people you're surrounded with and like, being able to open up pieces of yourself or, yeah. you know, layers of, of, of who you are and, and yourself and your own expression and expressing in different ways, depending on, you know, who you're surrounded by too. Yeah, no, for sure. I think there's definitely people in my life who I feel more confident and comfortable being my complete and total self around and I have no walls up. And those are the relationships that terrify me at the same time because they know so much about me. And it can be to a fault sometimes where they're calling me out on stuff that I didn't even realize I was not in alignment with. And that's really great to have people in your corner like that. Like I have a friend who I was on the phone with the other day and he was like, yeah, I'm kind of like figure your stuff out and then call me back. Cause you're not yourself right now. It's like, shoot, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> you have to be accepting of that because they want the best for you. And there are people who are going to come and go. And like, I, I went out with a couple people last year really. And we were like really close friends and we've since drifted apart and that's completely fine. At the same time, it's it's hard to like lose people that you're close with like that and they know you so well. But ultimately, if it's harder to be in a room with them and you feel like something is off, I really can't describe it. Let me know if like you can like figure, like pinpoint it, but like something just feels off sometimes. Even when people do support you and they say that they do, there's that little like thing inside of me that like is excited to leave that room or is excited to get out of that place. And I don't feel like I could sit there and talk for hours or even just sit in silence with people. That's my like favorite thing to do is if I can just be in your company and I feel safe, like that means a lot to me, but I don't know what that is. It's just like gut feeling maybe of, I shouldn't be here right now. This is not my place. This is not my people. And not everybody is going to be your person. That's kind of why we all have different friend groups and different interests and things. But there's just that feeling that I've felt more recently, I want to say, with certain people in my life who have been there for a while that I'm like, this just doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally can resonate with that. And I think that's something I'm really trying, trying to find the answers to, you know? Yeah. And I think kind of like we chatted about earlier, like the more that I have like gone inward and like found the energy, found the soul, the more that I'm able to see that in other people. Um, and obviously not everyone can see their own. So that's what makes it tough. But when you're able to see where you can level the playing field with them, as far as that energy goes, um, and, you know, we all have like the one source of like what we all have inside of us, which is just genuine love. And like the more that you can just connect with them on, on that, I think, you know, the more that you'll feel like you belong or, or in their company and, 
okay in their company in some way, shape or form. And that doesn't mean that you need to like always spend all of your time with them. And maybe that means setting clear boundaries around that relationship for yourself. Um, but I would say that that's probably like the one, one thing that I've really learned and I'm trying to practice in those relationships where it does feel a little bit off. It's like, okay, well, let me, let me go inward on that. Like, how can I, that's like, this is my choice. This is like something I'm choosing to think or feel or whatever. And like, where is that coming from? Um, so, yeah. I love that. No, I love that. And I mean, I could talk to you honestly for hours. I'm so excited to catch up in person and like actually like go deep with all this stuff. But I want to ask you, it's kind of like not a closing, but we'll kind of finish it out this way. But like, what do you think is next for you? Yeah, I love this. Um, I think a lot, like so much. Um, definitely my continuous growth, like continuing to go inward, continuing to shed layers. Like I said, I think my next um layers is just like letting people back in, letting people back in and and letting them mirror back to me, letting them trigger me, like come on, <laughs> tell me, tell me where else I need to heal. Um, and so really just continuing on my personal growth and my spiritual journey a little bit, uh, and like really just integrating that with like the trilogy, the trilogy of mind, body, soul for me, um, really listening to my intuition and doing all that, um, from like a business perspective, that is like my ride or die is my everything. I am like 90% spending time on my business, 10% uh, doing other things. Um, so really just with my business, um, expanding beyond nutrition and fitness coaching, uh, with just food in your body. Um, this is, that's part of the reason I created the course that I did is so that I can still support women with a relationship with food in your body, but from a one-on-one perspective, go much deeper, um, and transition my one-on-one um, offer and platform to something that's a little bit uh, more intimate, a little bit deeper, um, a little bit more uh, one-on-one hands-on mentorship, intimate mentorship. Um, that's really focused on that relationship with yourself and the trilogy. So like, yes, like it's almost like you need to go through step one of like healing your relationship with food and body before you can get to this mentorship step. Like you, like taking care of your body is the avenue with which you can begin to take care of your mind and soul that it, that are, are inside of it. If you're not taking care of your body, you can't get into the mind and soul. So first taking care of your body, then diving into that relationship with self and improving the whole self image, um, talking all things like healing, subconscious reprogramming, um, personal growth, personal development, uh, more like mindset, life, self-development coaching realm. And so that's kind of my next step. I also like, you know, with the ever-changing world, want to get on different social media platforms besides just Instagram. <laughs> Let's be honest. So I do have plans to start a podcast, maybe start uh, a YouTube, maybe read a book someday, but I'm just such like a book, multi- by the way. I'm going to pre-order it yeah. whenever it comes out. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm just such like a multi-passionate person that like literally Lord knows where the universe is going to take me. Um, but that's something that I'm really trying to learn how to honor within my business uh, that I haven't. In the three years that I've been a business owner, I've done it like I've been very in my masculine and it's more so sliding a little bit, letting my feminine come into my business. I don't want to say slide out of my masculine and into my feminine because that's not what I desire, but letting my masculine or my feminine shine through in my business a little bit more uh, because I am a creative. Like that is, I don't know if, do you know Amanda Bucci? Yes. Yeah. You know, I think we were, we were at a conference together and she was there. Um, 
she has like the entrepreneurial archetype quiz. Yeah, I took it one time. I'm a creative too. Was my very- I'm a creative too. And so like, I'm just such a multi-passionate person and, you know, breaking out of the box that has defined me as a business owner and really honoring that. And like, just like putting out there whatever the, my like soul and my heart feel called to do and put it out there. So honestly, who the heck knows what's going to come <laughs> of that? Um, you know, we could be sitting here a year from now and it's something completely different, but, um, obviously I, I want to take into consideration what, you know, I know is going to be successful, but also like what is going to be fulfilling at the same time and like trying to merge, trying to balance the two of those things. Yeah. And even like you said, like the archetypes, like that's really interesting to me because we started this platform because we just loved it and like, it's Mm -hmm. fun and it's engaging. And this is kind of what we wanted to share, like share our story, share things that can help other people. And we do get tied into our masculine, especially with like building a business that it is more, okay, what can I get done? And even though we took the, I don't say non-traditional route, but not traditional, like go to college, get a job type deal. It's still, there's still a box. Like there's still a box of entrepreneurship. There's still a box of being a coach. And this is the steps you do with, this is exactly how your business should be built. A, B, and C, like foundations, like all of these things, systems, they're pretty much there and you follow them. So we're still following a script in a sense. And I think even though it's not the traditional script, so we kind of got out of that way of this is kind of breaking free, there's still that box that kind of holds us in at times. And I love how you said like, you're taking this route. I haven't really seen many people kind of take this route and everything will be linked below, like your Instagram coaching and then the coaching course, like all of it's linked below. And this coaching course, I think for you is going to be a huge pivot because I haven't seen many people do that in the space. And that's like your creative taking over. Like, this is how I can serve more people. This is how my passion and my vision and my mission is going to be executed. And it's not the traditional route, which I think is beautiful. It's not what you see everybody else doing, but that's what your thing is that you're going to contribute to the space. And I think that's super dope. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I think, I think one of the biggest things that's triggered that for transparency is like the traditional route is not working for me. Yeah. You know, it's not working for me. It's not alignment. Anymore. Anymore. It's not alignment and it's not working for me anymore. Like also the piece of being a business owner, you have to be able to pivot and shift. And like, that is so hard for me because like, I, I, I built it. It was like successful. I'm like, why is it not being successful anymore? And so like not taking that personally and like really just like shifting, um, shifting that for myself and yeah. Um, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see where it goes. And that's why I'm excited also to dive into other social media platforms, because like you said, like this started as something fun for me. This started me just like sharing my story is what Instagram started with. And Instagram's not that anymore. And so where could I find another platform where I can get back to that original, just unapologetic sharing my story, sharing what I know, letting my brain just flow. And I am, I I love long form content. Obviously I could talk for hours, talk for hours. So I'm excited to, I'm excited that those things are um, coming to the forefront. Yeah. Like emails even too. I love reading your emails and like the podcast. I think this is just something for me. It's just so exciting and like fresh and new and fun. And I'm enjoying content again. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I like making reels, whatever, whatever, TikToks, whatever fun, but like sitting down with people and really just dissecting life. Like that's what lights me up. And I am just honored that you even said yes to the podcast and was willing to get on and share your story again. And be willing to talk about these things that you probably haven't shared a ton of and really just talk with me because that's where I feel like we both grow as humans. And I mean, people listening are growing hundred percent for sure because of this episode. And just thank you for coming on and being able and willing and open to share these things. Cause 
this is kind of where I think change does happen so much. I, we talked about earlier, like I think off the air, like we have been conditioned to this like fitness thing where it's like you teach people how to track macros, you teach people how to bulk, reverse diet, cut, but that only gets you so far. And I think these conversations can really get us deeper and farther into like why we're even doing this in the first place. So I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. I could do this all day, every day for hours. And so I know. We'll that's, have what to I to cre- that's what I hope to create for myself. My future yes. self vision is just talking to a camera with people all day, every day for hours. I love that. Cause same, but yeah, we'll have to record another one either in person potentially or another one soon, but thank you. So Whenever much. I start mine. I'll have oh yes. I would love that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And again, everything of hers, Instagram coaching and the coaching course is linked in the show notes, but until next time, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're at the gym, on the road, cleaning or walking your dog, I am so glad you chose to spend the last few minutes with me. Find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. And if you have a question or an idea for a guest, please submit the form also found in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe or follow to never miss a new episode drop. And until next time.